Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good afternoon. Good Monday, Labor Day afternoon, New York sports fans. I am Danielle McCartan. Today, I am Danielle in the daytime, Danielle in the drive time. The super utility around here taking all things New York sports do right up until 7 p.m. in New York City and beyond. I appreciate you tuning into the show right now and throughout the next five hours, whether that be on your car radio, streaming from WFAN.com, or on our free Odyssey app. Of course, we are here in the Big Apple, and Brian Rascona and I are coming to you live from the Town Fair Tire Studios. Powered by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. So go ahead, start dialing 877-337-6666. Taking your calls right here in the first segment. Get aboard. And this is the third show of my WFAN holiday weekend triple header. And I hope you're enjoying it as much as I have been. I'm looking forward to a third completely different, unique show today. Quick programming note live in studio for the 5 p.m. hour will be Giants reporter, Amazon Prime Sports morning show host, and a great friend of the show, Madeline Burke. So set your alarms. She is fantastic. And the plan today. Let's just start with a little baseball, then transition into football, and take your calls about anything and everything in between. So let me be, you know, uh, maybe not the first, but let me wish you and yours a very happy Labor Day. And I hope you're tuning into my show right now at the beach, right at Backyard Barbecue. And uh, I'm just grateful that you've got me along for the ride on your holiday weekend and today, your holiday. Uh, but here we are on a New York baseball-less Labor Day. I can't understand it. I'm not going to try to understand it uh, because how can Commissioner Manfred determine that two New York City major market teams, I don't care what their record says they are, they are two major market teams, the Mets and the Yankees. How did he decide, like, you know what? Nah, let's not, let's not, uh, let's not have them play baseball today. I don't understand. In the same way that, that the NFL completely whiffed on the week one Monday night football schedule, how is September 11th a regular season game not played between the Jets and the Giants this year? It, it just aligned too perfectly. And just like today's baseball scheduling, the football schedule also whiffed on that day. But uh, anyway, with, with the postseason, you know, pretty much a pipe dream. I mean, forget about winning the AL East. Forget about winning the NL East. You look at where the Yankees are, for, for for example, first. Right now, let me just refresh the page to get the most up-to-date. The Yankees are eight and a half games out of the last wild card spot. And they'd have to you know, leapfrog and supplant one, two, three teams. Boston, Toronto, Houston maybe, and Texas. They're tied, by the way. Texas and Houston are tied. For the Mets to make it to, to, to the last wild card spot. They're only seven games back, but when you look at the teams ahead of them, they've got San Diego, 
Definitely ahead of them. And then there's a four-way tie for the last spot between Arizona, Miami, San Francisco, and Cincinnati. So it's not looking great. But if you're a local fan, you have to like how both teams are trending in this moment in time. Although, you know, I'm not happy with the way the Mets have not, you know, fully committed to the youth movement. Like, why are they, A, not playing all at the same time like the Yankees are doing, and B, why, more importantly, when they play, are they buried continuously, game after game for three times, three D games so far since they were called up, they're buried in the bottom of the batting order. And you still got Daniel Vogelback, who, who we talked yesterday, doesn't know how to run the bases, clearly. You still got him sharpied into the five spot. I think... I mean, I, I tried to, to rationalize myself. You know, I think it's just a matter that some things we will never understand. And, you know, as they say, never try to make sense or understand crazy. And that game planning is crazy. And for the Mets, Mauricio was one for four last night. And again, Small sample size. He was brought up on Friday when he was allowed to be brought up, when there would have been revolts in the streets if he wasn't brought up. But since Friday, at the major league level, he's hitting 455 with an OPS of 1,000 since Friday. I know, small sample size, but still excellent offensive output. And you got to wonder, why didn't they call him up sooner? Well, here's the answer. Because they switched his defensive position from shortstop twice. Since June 2nd of this season, they had him playing second base. They had him playing a little third base. They actually had him DHing as well at the minor league level since June 2nd. Baffling to me. We talked about that, but that is baffling to me. That after the Lindor contract and the McNeil extension, that they wouldn't say, hey, kid, you got to find a new spot to play. The Lindor contract was signed at this point, I think, 886 days ago. At that point... They should have said, hey, kid, you're no longer going to be our shortstop. We've got our shortstop for the next 10 years. I mean, at that point, I mean, completely mishandled. Disgraceful. And for the millionth time, I'm going to scream it into oblivion. Stop hitting the young batters in the bottom third of the order. Get them more at bats. That's what this season is meant for down the stretch. I cannot watch Mauricio and Alvarez hitting ninth anymore. And for the Yankees, they've pushed all of their chips in. They pushed all their prospect chips into the center of the table. And again, last night, they had five prospects in the lineup, not including Anthony Volpe, of course, because he's no longer a prospect. And guess what? The Yankees swept. Get your broom out. The Yankees swept the still, as we just talked about, in contention Astros into oblivion. How significant is that? Well, guess what? The Yankees have not swept the Houston Astros in 10 years, September 27th, 28th, and 29th of 2013. 10 years ago, Rivera was still on the team. Pettit was still on the roster. Significant. And, and catching prospect Austin Wells said uh, of the weekend, he said it was a really big group effort to get three wins here. He's not wrong. And last night, three of the six runs batted in last night were produced by prospects. Two for Dominguez, one for Peraza. Michael King, the starter for last night's Yankees, said of the young kids, we're just having fun, playing a lot more loose, and they've definitely brought an awesome energy in there. And that is something that has been talked about all weekend long from the New York Yankees, the energy that the young players have brought in. 
Jason Dominguez. Jason Dominguez, the Martian, looks every part of being out of this world. Cheesy, I know, but an absolute stud in that lineup. He hit a two-run home run in the sixth against Javier. And if you listen to me and my show, you know that I don't get really all this hyped up about prospects. I mean, I, get, I think the last guy that I was like very excited to see in, in, in here in New York was Sauce Gardner. But Jason Dominguez is, I think, at that level because how he talked after the game about that home run, it, it, just, it, it astounded me, and maybe it shouldn't have, but he said of the home run, of the pitch sequencing of the home run that he hit last night against the starter, Javier, he said, I knew he wasn't going to give me any fastballs. The breaking ball, I was going to sit on it. How mature, how smart of a 20-year-old kid making his third ever Major League start. And for us, as, as far as Austin Wells, Michael King said this, we had a ton of conversations between innings about what we think they were doing, what they were sitting on, different sequences. I loved working with him. And for a guy in Austin Wells whose defensive catching has not been lauded, we'll put it that way, that is a glowing recommendation from Michael King. He said, I loved working with him. And Wells then said, well, it gives me all the confidence in the world to have the guys on the mound be able to trust me right off the bat. That's what I've been trying to do. Again, again, how mature, how smart of a player making his third major league star. And we'll see how Austin Wells pans out. I love his work ethic. I love the fact that he added five miles an hour onto his throwdowns to second base. I love that he has improved his blocking ability. So we'll see. But I think Dominguez is it. And Boone called the weekend's youth movement really, really encouraging against a really good team. Those were two quotes. And, and, and he's not wrong. Aaron Boone was not wrong when he said that. Maybe these kids really are the, big, the, the real big deal. And I'm including Ron and Mauricio in that statement, too. But unfortunately for him, the Mets organization failed him through this point with all the defensive changes that they've unnecessarily forced him into had they had a plan for him sooner. Which, now, as you and I have been talking about these prospects turned major leaguers for the rest of 2023, for the last three consecutive days since they were called up, it's starting to beg the question, why not bring these players up sooner? Why not see if they can make a potential impact on a postseason run? I mean, right now, we just went over. The chances of uh, at the moment of these two teams making it to the promised land are slim to none, although not mathematically eliminated. But the league has trended younger. The league has trended faster. And why has it taken so long? Especially for the Yankees. We know the deal with Mauricio and the Mets. And we know the deal, by the way, with Alvarez. My opinion is he would not have been called up until this, knowing how this organization works, he would not have been called up until uh, Friday, the call-up date, because that's not how it worked. The way he got his shot was there was an injury to Narvaez at the beginning of the season. That's how he got his call-up. And he made it so the Mets could not take him out. And good for him. Another workhorse. But the handling on the prospects of the Mets hasn't been... I mean, I'm a teacher during the week. I go back to school. I went back Friday. I'll be back there tomorrow. But to grade the Mets and their handling of, of, in particular, Mauricio and Alvarez, you know, not great. And the only way Alvarez was was forced into that starting spot was because of an injury. 
Mauricio should have been up way early. We've been on Mauricio, Mauricio watch for how long now, you and I? But why has it taken so long for the Yankees, though, to make the necessary roster moves that everybody knew needed to happen? I point to directly this season. Aaron, Hicks, Josh, Donaldson, top two. Why has it taken so long for them to make the necessary roster moves, especially with those two guys, to bring these guys up and give these guys some playing time? 877-337-6666. My name is Danielle McCartan. We're going to get to the calls. 877, again, 337-6666. We got to the leadoff caller of the day, Jamaica Queens. Philip, you're up on the fan. Philip, what's going on? Um... Uh, by the lead off today again, so I have to get on base. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I want to talk about Pete Alonso. Yeah. Um, uh, because I'm worried. I think the Mets should do everything in their power to sign Pete Alonso. Because Agreed. he's their home run hitter, and he's out. But here's the thing. I'm worried. Because if I'm Pete Alonso, two things. Number one, they signed Jeff McNeil. Yep. They signed Devo. And they signed Lindor to a, a monster contract. Yeah, and, Sh- and Scherzer and Verlander, who yeah. have come and gone. Yeah, exactly. And I would say to myself, well, what about me? Exactly. I would feel disrespected. And here's the other thing that I'm worried about. If I'm Pete Alonso, part of the reason why you play baseball, I know it's the money, but it's to win it all. And if I'm on the best, I'm not going to win it all. I would want to go on a team, take a little less money, Still making millions. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Philip, why don't you think the Mets are going to win it all? I mean, really. They've got the richest owner in all of baseball. Well, the team they have now, they need. Well, not this year. But if you're Pete yeah, Alonso, you're the, you're the preeminent power hitter in the league. Wherever you go, winning is going to follow. The Mets are in a weird spot, though. But you got the richest owner in, in, in baseball with the deepest pockets in baseball. There's no reason why this team should not be a contender Every year, as long as Steve Cohen is the owner of this team. But back to the point of Pete Alonso. Yeah, I made the point the other night. I know you were listening. I wa- If I'm Pete Alonso, I watched the contracts of Jeff McNeil this season. The, you know, the Nemo, the Lindor deal, the Verlander and Scherzer come in and out, and, and, and the Diaz deal too. And, and the, the shipping out of the, the two pitchers to get to pay essentially $88 million for three prospects that may or may not ever see a major league field. May or may not. May or may not pan out. So if I'm Pete Alonso, that's the one thing I'd be quite annoyed about, how the Mets allegedly came in with a, a, an offer that wasn't anywhere in the ballpark, so to speak. I would be particularly miffed at that if I were him, knowing how many dollars have gone out that door in, what, the past season and a half? Maybe two? Two seasons? So, yes, if you put yourself in that position and look at it that way, yeah, I can't imagine why he he would be uh, too happy with what's going on. 877-337-6666. We got to West Orange, Jersey. Ari is up on the fan. Hi, how you doing? Thank you uh, for taking the call. Uh, appreciate it uh, being on the air today on the holidays. Hope you're uh, enjoying uh, what you're doing. Um, of course. Yeah, so with the Yankees, you know, I, I just, and I know that, that it's a small sample size, and, and these kids just got called up, and who knows what's going to happen, obviously, down the road. But you got to wonder what this season might have been had they made that decision in, like, late July and early August when we all knew 
guys like Donaldson, Jake Bowers, Billy McKinney, these guys were washed-up veteran players. Like, mm-hmm. everyone knew that. Mm-hmm. What would have been had they made that decision, right. you know, uh, in late July, early August to cut bait with a few of those guys and bring up, like, a Piero or definitely give commit to Peraza full-time? You know, if you right. remember back in 2015, uh, the Yankees, uh, not 2015, I'm sorry, uh, 2005, the Yankees floundered uh, out of the gate in April. Uh, and uh, they made the decision very early to commit to Cano and uh, and and Wang uh, in his starting rotation, mm-hmm. and then from there, you know, that team just took off. So, you know, you, you just wonder about that. Yes. You know, I think you said it before. Why does this team still commit to these veteran players and believe that just because they've been good at at you know in past years? You know, Stan and D, they are perfect examples of yeah. that. Mm-hmm. They, that that's, that's what they tried to sell us on. And I'm really worried that going forward next year, they try to sell us on the same thing. They're going to try to say, oh, you watch Stan. He's going to have, like, a bounce back year. You yeah. know, just wait. He, he, he was, he, something was wrong with him this year. Yeah. Or, or, or they're going to say with DJ, oh, look, look at the DJ that hit in September. So now we're going to get him over a full season. And we all know that those guys are older those guys are injury prone. Well, DJ Those LeMahieu guys. next year is going to be in his 14th season. He's right. going to be 36 years old next season. Right. Exactly, exactly right. That's what I'm worried about. Just yeah. because he's sitting down, that the season basically over, it doesn't mean you should commit to him as a starting player, you know, moving forward. I, and that's what I'm really worried about because I really think at, at this point, you know, the Yankees need to kind of rebuild it here and, and go with some of these young players and just see what they have. Yeah, uh, I totally agree there, Ari. I totally agree with that. And the worry is that they won't. Right, and that's that's a legitimate concern and a legitimate worry that it took so long for them to bring them up now because basically they, they, ha- they, they the roster's expanded. What else were they going to do? And now they brought them up, and now they're winning. What they swept the let me say it again they swept the Houston Astros for the first time in ten years, almost to the date, ten years. So yes, that is a legitimate concern that next year they'll start the season again in in the minor leagues and. You know, wait for a September call-up again. Yes. And and when you want to talk about, and maybe it's not time to do that just yet, but but pitchers uh, next year for both the Yankees and the Mets, starting pitchers on the free agent market, well, well guess what? From Jeff Passan, I'm just going to read the tweet. Los Angeles Dodgers starter Julio Urias was arrested and charged with felony domestic violence charges late last night. An officer with the LAPD tells ESPN, uh, Urias, 27 was booked late Sunday and released early this morning on a $50,000 bond. So my advice, stay away. Stay far away. Anyway, we got, we're going to break here. Come right back. My name is Daniel McCarn on 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 WFAN Radio with you until 7. And this, uh, this, Brian, I did it. <laughs> You did it coming out? I did it. All right, no problem. All good. I All didn't right. know. All right, sounds good. All good. We're break here. Come back with you. My name is Daniel McCartney with you on the fan.